I'm looking on Facebook. I see us there. It looks good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to the Scurf Show. This is Nick Scurfield, your host. Um, we are recording this on Facebook Live for the first time. We've been doing it on Instagram Live in recent weeks and had some technical kinks here at the beginning, so thanks for bearing with us. Um, and we'll post the full version of this interview later on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And of course, it'll be here right here on Facebook on the Scurfield Group if you're watching on Facebook now. And I'm joined today by Chef Shannon Toon, owner of Kraft Burger in downtown Houston at Finn Hall. How you doing, Shannon? I'm doing good, Nick. You? Doing great, man. I, I appreciate you being on and uh, dealing with all our technological and my technological ineptness to get this thing started. But Yeah, um, no problem. If you're listening to this later um, or if you're watching on Facebook, you can follow Shannon on Instagram at Chef Toon, T-U-N-E. And also craft at Craft Burger Food Truck, and um, Shannon, excited to talk to you today, man. We've known each other for several years, yeah. and um, you know your restaurant downtown. It sounds like you've been doing some some good things throughout COVID nineteen. So I want to talk to you about the story of Craft Burger, um, how you got to where you are today. Um, Shannon, for those of you who do not know, was the first ever Houston chef um, to be named a Chopped Champion on Food yes. Network. So we're yes. gonna talk. We're gonna talk about that for sure. Big fan of that show. Um, and you've got some new projects on the horizon, um, along with um, some Cloud Kitchen and also Black Restaurant Week in Houston is starting today, going through July 19th. So we're gonna want to talk with you about that, Shannon. Um, and of course, we're gonna get a chance to look at some of your delicious burgers. Uh, I made sure to eat before we did this broadcast so that I didn't, <laughs> so I wasn't. You were smart. Food. I did not. <laughs> Well, you can eat while we do it, man. It's okay. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, again, thanks for coming on, Shannon. And um, like I said, Instagram at Chef Tune. And you can follow the Scurf Show on Instagram at Scurf Show. And like I said, on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Spotify. Um, so just starting out after that long-winded introduction, uh, how have you been doing during, during COVID-19, Shannon? And how have you weathered this storm? Um, I think the best, the best way I can describe it is I've been adjusting, you know, like, uh, you know, the new normal, uh, uh, what I've been telling people and what, what I've had to do is whatever my old playbook was, I had to throw that out and start over, like, because mm -hmm. things are just different, you know, um, before I did 80% of my business of people dining in, um, and 20% takeout. And now it's kind of like flip-flops where I'm doing a lot more takeout and delivery option. Um, then I have people coming into the restaurant. Um, we've uh, pivoted and we started uh, operating out of a cloud kitchen, um, which is which is a fairly new uh, concept to, to Houston, where we have a uh, restaurant that's inside of like, a, I guess the easiest way I can describe it would be like, it's, it's almost like a food hall, but you can't dine there. Mm -hmm. So there's 50 kitchens inside of one building. Um, and people have to order their food via like DoorDash, um, Uber or, or third party delivery site. And um, the, we, we cook the food, we package it to go. And then um, the people who run the, the cloud kitchen, they make sure it goes to the right um, driver when they, when they get there. So, I mean, being that um, more people are ordering in and, and not going out as much, we, we, we thought it was the right decision 
to move on the opportunity to be part of the, the cloud kitchen. Yeah. Along with like every, like there's so many different things uh, I have my hands in right now. But, you know, one thing I learned from uh, uh, COVID was I have to diversify. Like, you know, we have to find a way to maintain our livelihood that doesn't, uh, uh, that doesn't need people to come into my restaurant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How, and how have you been able to do that in other ways? Um, I've, uh, I, I first uh, started working on different partnerships. Uh, like who can I partner with that can help uh, me grow my brand? Um, who, you know, who we, we have a synergy with that will allow us to, uh, to, to, to grow and I can add value to their brand. So uh, recently I actually just signed a uh, contract with Texadelphia and I'm gonna be doing some, some brand representation with them, uh, helping them with, with some menu, doing some in-store uh, pop-ups with them. So you, you might see a chef tune section uh, on their menu uh, wow. or, you know, you know, so I have that going. Um, I also, uh, I've been uh, working with Schumann Farms uh, with Real Sweet by Day Onions, they're out of Georgia. And I've been like their brand representative um, and I'm doing more content for them, doing cooking classes, demos, um, a year ago, I was doing in stores all up and down the East Coast and uh, going to different uh, grocery stores and, and doing cooking uh, classes and demos. And we just went to um, everything being virtual. So now I'm making content out of my kitchen at home and uh, 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 giving it to them. And they're, uh, you know, giving it to their masses. Um, what else is there? Uh, I, saw you posted I, a, I saw a video. Was it with your mom? Recently, yeah, recently. yeah, that video of my mom where she harassed me for five minutes, uh, <laughs> uh, doing a cooking class with my mom. She was, she was actually we uh, demoed the um, uh, our her her banana pudding recipe, mm -hmm. and I mean that was the first time I've actually ever like made it with her and learned how to do it. I didn't, I had an idea of how it was made, but I've never like known the recipe, you know, like. I've seen my mother make it and I've made my best uh, copy of it, but that was the first time I actually like, all right, I know exactly what goes in there. Cause like most mothers, she didn't, she didn't have a written recipe and it wasn't measured. So, you know, she couldn't tell me exactly what, 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 what went in there. So I was learning as we were filming that time. Wow. Yeah. So kind of sounds like uh, the way we were trying to get this broadcast figured out as we were doing it. <laughs> yeah. Live. Yeah. yeah yeah but it's like we have like a, a lot of partnerships that are in the play, uh, uh, in the works right now um i'm actually working with a uh, chef don from um, poutine mm -hmm. um and we're doing uh we're working on a uh socially distanced uh dinner uh and and potentially a, a brulette show um cool. i had a meeting a couple weeks ago with uh, greg gatlin and michelle wallace to do a partnership with them um I, I mean, literally every, I've been throwing things against the wall and seeing what sticks, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Um, I, uh, I started doing virtual cooking classes, you know, just, just finding different ways to uh, diversify, you know, our, our income as a, as a business. And me and my wife, we also have a catering company, Dining with the Tunes, mm -hmm. and we've been doing um, like private intimate catering, like everything, not to mention the food truck as well. Man, you're staying busy. Yeah, uh, same. I I love to hear that though. We we chatted a week or two ago, and you know it's it's great to see um, 
Yeah, I love talking to people about how they're adapting their businesses, how they're innovating, you know, especially yeah. during these times. Uh, so if you're just joining again, um, uh, Chef Shannon Toon is the owner of Kraft Burger downtown at Finn Hall and about 10 other ventures, as he just mentioned. Uh, <laughs> here. You can follow Shannon on Instagram at Chef Toon. Um, and this full interview will be up later on YouTube and Apple Podcasts and Spotify at The Scurf Show. Um, Shannon, I, as I mentioned, I, we want to talk about Black Restaurant Week, which just kicked off this yeah. today. Um, I want to talk to you about your experience on Chopped, where yeah. you won and were a Chopped champion in 2016. Before we get to that, um, for people who may not be familiar or even people who have been to your restaurant, um, what is Kraft Burger? Hear it? Yeah, I'm back. Sorry, okay. I lost you for a second. No, I was just—I wanted to ask you, um, what is Kraft Burger? Could you explain the story um, of your restaurant and uh, and what you guys offer? Yeah, so Kraft Burger is a uh, gourmet all natural. Give me, give me one second, Nick. I gotta make some adjustments. Okay. Uh, no problem. All right, I'm back. Sorry. No problem. Um, yeah, so it, it's an all-natural gourmet uh, burger concept. Um, uh, I came uh, up with this. I was, you know, uh, working uh, at a boutique hotel here in Houston. I've been there for about four years, and I had just about enough of working for other people. So <laughs> I, I, I was thinking of, like, all right, how can I start my own business and be an entrepreneur? Like, um, the company I was working for, they really pushed – and you know you having an entrepreneur spirit, um, which was great for them, um, and it ended up being great for me. I was learning how to operate a business um, besides just being a chef. But the more I learned how to do it, I realized I could do it. I didn't need them uh, to be successful, and um, I I was like noodling. You know how how can I figure? How can I be my own boss? And my first. Uh, thought was to be to open a restaurant and once I put pen to paper and saw how much it was going to cost mm -hmm. for me to open the kind of restaurant I wanted to open so I wanted to do something more upscale uh more more gourmet and I just saw like man like the risk was way too high and if I was leaving a well-paying corporate job I needed to make sure that I was going to be uh successful yeah and um and then like, you know, I started like thinking about it more and I said, all right, I'm gonna go with a food truck, you know, instead of opening a restaurant. And then we were like, all right, what kind of food truck? And I had already got certain, a good amount of press um, in the past with burgers I have done. Mm -hmm. I, 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 even though I was in a hotel and a hotel restaurant, I got a lot of press with the burgers that I, that I made there. So it was natural for me to pursue the burger uh, aspect of a food truck. Not to mention, burgers are the number one selling food uh, item in America. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's a reason McDonald's has over 10 billion sold or whatever. Yeah. It, you know? Yeah. Um, do you do you have any of those burgers with you right now? I know you're getting some. Absolutely. Okay. I would love to go through. Okay. What do we have here? So this is one of the burgers I'm doing for um, Black Restaurant Week. Can you see it? Yeah. All right, this is our bacon barbecue burger. So it starts with uh, a six ounce 
um, all natural Black Angus beef that we uh, uh, locally sourced um, from Rufino Meats at College Station. It's a never ever product. That means it's never had any uh, hormones or antibiotics, mm -hmm. um, and it's fresh, never frozen. Which was very important for me when I first started this is that I wanted to use the best beef I can I can find, and this patty, um, the blend that goes in it, is the best I could find. Um, it's topped with uh, some good old American cheese. And then it has some of our homemade uh, bacon. And we source some really good pork belly and cure it and smoke it right here uh, at Kraft Burger downtown. Wow. Um, then it's topped with some fried onions, some tangy barbecue sauce. And then we're also using cake and bacon buns. Um, and in my time, I think I bought um, bread from every bakery in, uh, in Houston. And by far, this was the best and most consistent. Wow. Can you hold that up in the middle a little bit? Just get a good... Good look at that. You see? Uh, yeah, down a little bit more. There we go. Yeah, that looks awesome. And what's that one yeah. called again? This is the bacon barbecue burger. So we're we're doing this for Black um, Restaurant Week, part of our special, and mm -hmm. it comes with um, fries and a drink for fifteen dollars. Awesome. Um, another item that we have here. Uh, this is like probably one of our um, biggest sellers right now. This is our Nashville fried chicken sandwich. Mm. You see? Yeah, uh, you can angle the plate down a little more, maybe. Yeah, there, yeah that looks good. Yeah, um, it, it is. Uh, I'm hungry. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> it is spicy. It is sweet, uh, tangy. Has spicy mayo and some homemade pickles on there as well. Awesome. Uh, so this is like, like I said, if you want a non-burger option, this is this is the the one to go for. And our fried chicken is what I want on top of it. Oh, amazing! And then for our two course. Uh, we're offering uh, these chicken fried cheese carrots. Can you see? Yeah. Um, um, looks I like love tater tots almost. Huh? Almost looks like tater tots or something on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the way they're shaped and then with the breading. Um, but these are really good. It's like I, I describe it to people as like the best uh, like mozzarella stick you're ever going to have. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So it's, uh, it's all natural. Um, locally sourced beef and produce that you guys use. Yes. Um, and when did you open Kraft Burger? I opened Kraft Burger in September of 2015. Okay. So kind of about five years uh, as the business, you know? Mm -hmm. So we started yeah. up, like doing pop-ups and catering. And then um, it was actually interesting. I left my hotel job. Um, actually, I got the call to do Chopped, uh, like, maybe a week or two before I put in my notice. Like mm. I just, um, it was an interesting story. Like I applied to be on Chopped like five years ago. They were they were filming at um, the Driscoll Hotel in Austin, which was where I was working at the time. And I was uh, encouraged to uh, apply for the show. I did it. Um, I really didn't have an interest in doing it, you know? So I was very nonchalant. I didn't, I didn't care. I, I more or less made fun of the people who were interviewing me, the producers, for 30 minutes but for some reason they enjoyed that and I got pushed to the top of the line but for whatever reason I wasn't casted so um, I was getting casting call after casting call I would get an email and delete it I just didn't I didn't care um, mm -hmm. I didn't care to do the show um, and then on four years later I'm getting ready to leave uh, uh, the job I was at and I got a, a, a casting call and I deleted it as per usual. And then I got a text from my fam. Uh, and she was like, hey, they're casting in Houston 
I think he'd be great for it. I think he should apply for it. I don't believe in coincidences. So I went back to the email that they sent me and then I said, hey, I'm interested. Um, and then they called me. I think at this point I already gave my notice. I think they called me two days before I left Hotel Derek and they called me at Hotel Derek. They didn't call my cell phone. Hmm. So had they called two days later, We lost the audio here. Can you hear me again? Yeah. Phone. Every time I get a phone call, I mute. Sorry about that. Um, yeah. So I got the uh, I got the phone um, the phone call. Uh, we set up a Zoom meeting, and lo and behold, the people who were on the Zoom meeting were the same producers that I interviewed with in Austin four years ago. Oh, wow. So that was a very short phone call. They put me right. Uh, uh, to the top of the line again, I met with the casting producers, and two weeks later, I was in New York filming. Two weeks, I'm sorry, what? Two weeks later, what? I was in New York filming uh, the show Chops. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so this was 2016, uh, and I'm a big fan of the show Chop. Yeah. I used to watch that a lot with my, my parents, actually. Um, yeah. So what was that experience like of actually being on the show and, and winning the show? Um, the experience, um, like doing the show, I, I was very like, uh, I wanted to be very like cognizant and aware of the moment. Like I wanted to enjoy the moment. A mm -hmm. lot of moments I've had in my career, I was so entrenched in the actual aspect of the art of cooking that I didn't really get to enjoy it. And when I came to doing CHOP, I wanted to make sure that I enjoyed it and, ha and had a good time. So I didn't focus on winning at all. Like, it wasn't in my mind. I, I didn't go to New York to, to lose, but I didn't go to New York to win. I wanted just to enjoy it and do my best and whatever happened, happened. So I approached it with a no-pressure attitude. Um, I had a lot of friends who have been on the show, um, and they all told me, say, yo, just do you. Like, don't go on the show and try and do something you've never done before. Like cook what's natural to you, something you do every day. So mm -hmm. you can focus on the execution instead of figuring out how to do it. Mm -hmm. um, so when I got there, um, you know, you guys only see an hour and it takes 12 hours from start to finish to do the show. Um, and like, you know, they walk you around the kitchen um, 30 seconds before the show starts. So you don't really get this, you don't get your bearing set. You don't get to see what's there and where is it at, you know, it all goes by very fast and then boom, you're going at seven o'clock in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Like you're barely awake, you know, and, and you know, you're going through it. And I just remember the first round, I opened that, uh, that basket and I knew what I was gonna make within 30 seconds, not even, probably 15 seconds. I knew what I was gonna make, but, I was so nervous that I like barely left my station to go get other ingredients. Hmm. So when the first round was over, I looked to my left, I looked to my right, and I see these guys, they made. Sorry, all these extra ingredients. And uh, I'm like, where do they get all this stuff? And then I was like, oh, they were walking around and getting all these, all these ingredients. So the first round, I thought I was gonna be out of there. For the simple fact that, like you know, I used two ingredients that weren't in the basket to make my to make my dish. Mm -hmm. um, 
but I, I didn't get chopped, obviously. And after that, I relaxed, and and then I just got to cooking. Um, and then when the entree round came around, as soon as I saw uh, a Cornish game hen, you know, a small chicken, I knew I knew immediately I was going to be frying some chicken, you know. And uh, like I didn't I didn't think about it for a second. I didn't hesitate. I just went right to doing what I knew. And um, they say it was the best entree round they had ever had at that point. Wow. So, but even like, even then, I didn't really think about like, I might win this till mm -hmm. the end of the dessert round. Mm. Like it wasn't on my mind. What'd you make for dessert? Um, so I did a beer battered, like chocolate moon pie, mm. um, a peanut satay creme anglaise, some caramelized uh, uh, plantains, and they gave us like a black vinegar, and I did like a black vinegar, vinegar caramel, which I burned three times uh, <laughs> while I was doing it. Wow. So what what do they give you when you win? Is it cash prize? Yeah, you you get like ten grand and bragging rights. Not bad. Not yeah. bad. Yeah. But was that did that help to serve somewhat as a catalyst for um, going on and, and doing your own thing and, and starting your own business after that for you? Oh, absolutely. So when by the time so like i had started the process of the food truck business but when i did chop like when you watch the show there are um uh there's a portion where they see me like getting on a, a food truck or doing some uh work on a food truck i didn't have a food truck then i had to borrow a friend's food truck mm. um literally when i went on the show all i had for craft burger was the name craft burger mm. you know what i'm saying like the the, the naming concept yeah. Um, afterwards, I then had to happen for television. It sounds like. Yeah. yeah. Afterwards, after I did the show, then I had to really like, all right, I didn't have any funding for the food truck. I had to figure all that out. But fortunately, mm -hmm. um, I got my food. I got the funding for the food truck. I got it built. And my food truck launched like a week or two before the Chopped episode uh, aired. So I filmed it in September. It aired in March. So it was like the perfect timing. Mm. Wow. I love it, man. Um, and again, if you're, if you're just joining us, thank you for tuning in to the Scurf Show. We're here with Shannon Toon, uh, one of the, I think, nicest guys in the, uh, in the chef industry here in Houston. And um, we're happy to have you on to let people know, um, you know where they can find your craft burger and, and support your business um, you know, during this crazy time with the pandemic. Yeah. Um, you know, another thing that we mentioned at the beginning we want to talk about, Shannon, is uh, today, July 10th, is the start of Black Restaurant Week uh, in Houston. And it goes through July 19th. And I was reading that there are 50 participating um, restaurants and catering groups that are involved this year, up from, I think, 20 last year. Um, can you um, talk about what uh, Black Restaurant Weeks is and, and um, what it means to you and your business? Yeah, so this is my fourth year um, uh, participating with Black Restaurant Weeks. Black Restaurant Weeks uh, shines a spotlight on Black-owned restaurants throughout Houston. Um, mm -hmm. And the benefit of being part of it is that you get to uh, showcase your business to a ton of people who may not know that you uh, exist or where you're located or what you do. So I like it because um, I get to be introduced to a whole new uh clientele like you know what i'm saying like 
you know, there's there's plenty of black people who um, uh, in Houston who support us, but it goes out to a much broader uh, group of people than I may be able to reach by myself. Mm -hmm. um, and then like there's other benefits of being of it, like the the networking, um, like like uh, me and a uh, chef Dom from Poutine, we met at a Black Restaurant Week's event. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, a lot of the other black chefs um, that I I know now, I met them through networking through uh, uh, the people from Black Restaurant Weeks. Mm -hmm. So it's it's not just about you know getting uh, my business out there, but it's also uh, getting to connect and network with other black uh, owned businesses and and chefs in Houston as well. Yeah, yeah, and I think that the sense of community and togetherness is really a big part of of the whole thing. Um, yeah. What are what are some other uh, restaurants that are participating that, that you're a big fan of? Uh, so even right here at um, at uh, Fan Hall, there's Lit Chicken. Um, uh, they they opened recently, actually right before um, uh, COVID uh, hit Houston and we had to shut down. Um, so they're they're participating. Uh, Lucille's is participating. Uh, man, there's so many other ones. Uh, mm -hmm. That's the other thing too is like I go through all the 50 restaurants. Sorry. <laughs> You're a popular guy, man. Yeah, I need a secretary. Um, I, I need to find uh, you're other watching, listening to this broadcast and you're interested in being a secretary, <laughs> shop champion, and in your resume. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but like I get to I, I get to find restaurants that I didn't even know uh, were there and uh, go try their food. So um, I'm, I'll be I'll be one of the people out there dining and ordering in. That's the thing, too, is that like, you know, not everyone's going to feel comfortable ordering in at a restaurant, but we're all on, on platforms where you can either do delivery or you can do uh, take, um, take, take home, you know, meals. Yeah. Have, um, have you seen, um, you know, an increase in support or any kind of uptick in business throughout the whole uh, Black Lives Matter movement that has been, you know, really peaking here in the last couple of months, obviously with, everything going on with George Floyd and everything. Yeah. What, what has that been like for you as, as a, as a black owned business? Um, the support that we've gotten uh, recently has been amazing. Like way, way more than I ever could have imagined. Our two busiest days that we've had since we were open. Um, the first one was Juneteenth. Um, I mean, we were, we were so busy. Like, you know, I'm happy I was staffed and prepared to handle it. But I mean, we did, more than double what we would normally do on any other Friday. We were like pre-COVID numbers. Mm -hmm. And then recently last week, um, or was it this week? Yeah, this week with Blackout Tuesday. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we were we were crazy busy. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that was our second busiest day that we've had. And then what I'm, what I'm loving um, is seeing is that we're having people of all backgrounds. They're coming from the Woodlands. They're coming from uh, Katy. They're coming from Pearland. They are driving in to downtown just to support us, hmm. and and that is amazing. And we hope that it, it, it continues. Um, and I mean, most of the black black owned restaurants that I know, um, in a time where you wouldn't think that we'd be thriving, we're thriving. Hmm. Hmm. That's great to hear. If if you want to um, check out the list of Black Restaurant Week participating restaurants, it's blackrestaurantweeks.com. 
I believe is the website. Yeah. And uh, it's at Black Restaurant Week on Instagram. And, and you know, I even I noticed that it's expanded to other cities now as well. Um, starting in Houston here this yeah. week, July 10th through 19th, and then going all throughout the country after that. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty great. But so, um, again, Shannon Toon from Kraft Burger. You can find him downtown in downtown Houston at Finn Hall. Um, Shannon, a little bit about your background. How did you get to where you are today? You mentioned uh, you're at Hotel Hotel Derek is where I met you. Yeah. Where you're cooking for quite a while. Um, but, you know, just looking at um, your background and your bio and your website, I know that uh, you spent, what, 17 years working in some of the best hotels in the country. Can you um, talk about just your culinary background a little bit? Yeah, so, I mean, I went to culinary school. I went to Johnson & Wells on the East Coast. I started at the uh, uh, Virginia Norfolk uh, campus. Uh, campus. Uh, and then I uh, transferred to their Miami ca campus because why not South Beach? Um, <laughs> and that's where I met my wife. We were actually in, in class together. Um, my wife is, is, a, is a trained chef as well. Um, but um, actually, like, uh, I got my first really good job because of my wife. Um, I was looking for a uh, nice place to take her. And I saw this hotel, um, was actually a restaurant called uh, Cafe Sambol. And it was inside the Mandarin Oriental in, uh, in, in Miami. And uh, it was the number one uh, uh, restaurant in Miami. Hmm. Um, and I applied for the job and fortunately I got it. And that just let, you know, let me off into, I mean, everything came from, from that one job. So I worked in the Miami, uh, Mandarin Oriental. I did that for about two years and I went to the New York, uh, Mandarin Oriental. Um, and we opened up a restaurant there called Aziat and it was a classical, uh, French and Japanese restaurant. And it just exposed me to so much uh, different cooking that um, it's one of the best experiences, like working experience I've ever had. I understand when they say, if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere, because it was tough. I remember when they hired us, they said uh, for every one cook that was hired, 300 applicants uh, apply wow. for that job. Wow. So it was the best of the best. The, the people that I worked with there are running some of the best kitchens all over the world. Hmm. Um, so I left there uh, after about two and a half years and then I went to uh, Vegas and I worked in uh, some, of, some of the best restaurants and uh, uh, casinos and hotels in Vegas, everywhere from Caesars Palace to MGM Grand. I did a, a, a non-gaming hotel called the Platinum where it, we opened the first molecular gastronomy themed restaurant. Mm. So we all got into the science of food and doing all the really cool stuff, you know? So um, that was an eye-opening uh, uh, experience uh, for me as well. And I was able to really just grow. And that was a, that place in particular, a lot of other places I worked as a shoe chef or as a line cook, I was cooking other people's food. At the Platinum, we had full reign to do whatever we wanted. You know, we did a, we did like five different tasting menus uh, uh, every night. And then we had like, you know, on the fly tasting that like you could walk in uh, with your wife and say, hey, I want to do a 12 course tasting. And we had to come up with your tasting menu right then and there. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the chef, and, and if another table came, we had to come up with a different tasting menu for that table. You know what I'm saying? So the chef was really big on just pushing us and making us just think outside the box. Like if it was being done somewhere else, we couldn't do it. Hmm. Um, and then after that, I was in you know Vegas for four years. Then I 
opened a resort in uh, L.A. Uh, called uh, Terranea in Rancho Palos Verde. Yeah. For a year and a half. Been to a, been to a friend's wedding out there, actually. Yeah, uh, that place is amazing. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. On the, like, I mean, on the cliffs of the Palos Verdes, I think. And yeah. That's hard to beat, man. I don't know how you, man, how you would leave there. <laughs> you know what? It was the cost of living in L.A. And by this time, we had our, me and my wife had our first child, and we both worked there. So I, I ran two of the restaurants, and she oversaw room service. And having a child and working at a busy resort like that, mm -hmm. our kid was being raised by daycare. You know, mm -hmm. like, one of us would drop them off early in the morning. The other person would get there right before they closed. We'd feed them dinner and give them a bath and put them to bed. And that wasn't what we envisioned as having a family. Mm -hmm. So the opportunity came to, uh, to move to Texas. And also my parents uh, had retired and moved here. My parents live in Sugarland, And mm -hmm. we wanted just, just to be closer. Uh, when we were in Vegas and when we, we were in LA, anytime we wanted to do something, we had to fly my parents in. Like if we wanted a date night, my parents had to hop on a plane to help babysit. So we, we wanted to be closer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you're a, you're a big family man. I, you know, always see your posts yeah. on social media, um, you know, with the kids, with your wife. Um, can you talk about that a little bit, about, a little bit about what uh, home life is like with you guys? Here in Texas, <laughs> it's very uh, interesting. You know, like uh, um, my kids having two chefs as parents are some of like the well-versed uh, uh, eaters, you know, out there. Um, my 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 fourteen-year-old son, who's actually working in the restaurant right now, I mean, he's eating at some of the best restaurants in the country. He's eating at Guichebois. He's eating at French Laundry. Uh, uh, I mean, our kids are very well traveled. Uh, they go everywhere with us, you know. So um, they 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 have a very expensive taste. Was that I'm now seeing the mistake? Don't do it, Nick. Make your kids struggle a little bit more. It's gonna cost you a lot. But um, it's it's hectic because me and my, me and my wife are always on the go. So it's like you know we have our periods where we're on the go, and then we have our periods where we just shut everything down and it's family time, mm -hmm. you know. When I started Craftburger, uh, um, one of the reasons I started was that I was working, you know, in a hotel, and I was working every weekend. I was working every holiday. I wanted more time uh, with my family, mm -hmm. so you know, I have consciously made decisions that you know I could make more money if I wanted to, but I rather like I'm fine. Like I'm okay where I'm at right now, um, and. I get to spend more time with my family, you know, like um, we're very active, you know, like, you know, we do stuff every weekend. Um, I have more time with my kids now than I've ever had before. You have, I'm sorry, you have more time with your kids now than what? Than I've ever had before. That's great. I think there's, um, that's a great, that's a great message, man. You know, being able to prioritize and, uh, spend quality time with, you know, the people, you, people you love and people that are important. Um, I, I've also made conscious efforts. It's like, you know, I am a husband and a dad first and then the chef, you know, I'm not a chef first, you know what I'm saying? Cause I look at a lot of the mentors that I had in the business and I just saw a common thread. Most of them were divorced, uh, unhappy. Uh, they were successful in their industry, but only successful in their industry. And, 
um, next week, me and my wife will be married for 17 years. And I was just like, you know, I want to keep that going. So, so it's like, you know, there, there's a time when I just have to shut it, shut it off. You know, like I said, we travel a lot. A lot of us traveling is a week or two dedicated just to us where we can unplug and go somewhere where I can't be found or I can't get to a, 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 my laptop or my phone's not going to work. As you can see during this, my phone never stops ringing. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's the reason why we do it. Mm -hmm. How often do you guys travel, would you say? <sighs> I mean, we're supposed to be on vacation right now. Um, yeah. And we, we generally go on like one big trip and then maybe a few small ones. You know, so like last year we went to uh, Paris and we went to Greece and we were going for two weeks. The year before that, we went crazy. We went on like three or four vacations. I am a value budget vacationer. I go as far as I can for the least amount of money. So the year before last, we went to Cuba. Uh, we went to the Bahamas and we went to Aruba all in one year, only because I found really cheap airfare. Wow. Well, yeah. I was going to ask you this and I didn't... Uh talked to you about this before we did this interview, but um, I have been making a list of places to travel to during the pandemic yeah. since we can't go anywhere right now, basically. Uh, do you have, so do you have any recommendations? A couple of places you've been that you would say, gotta go, gotta see sometime. Um, after the pandemic? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, I would say Cuba is top of the list. Um, Cuba is one of the best cultural experiences I've ever had. Um, people kept telling me the island is untouched. And I didn't know what that meant. Mm -hmm. um, so I think the Cuban government, you know, uh, it went into all the economic hardships and, 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 and uh, the sanctions from America in like 1959. When you get there, it looks like it's 1959. Hmm. You see all the old cars, um, the, the, the buildings, like I kid you not, have not looked like they've been remodeled since 1959. Um, but the people are amazing. It's like uh, um, you're just seeing, like when you go to Mexico, to me, unless you, you go somewhere in the interior, um, you feel like you're still in the U.S. When you mm -hmm. go to Cuba, you, you feel like you're in a different country in a different time. Um, but like I said, it's very safe. The people, the people there are super generous and very nice. Like you won't even have people coming up, like, you know, trying to like beg money. Like, you know, they don't do that there. You know, um, and the food was amazing and then just culture, like the, the culture, the Cuban culture, um, especially if like Afro uh, Cuban, like it was, a, I, I felt a very strong connection there because um, a lot of the Afrocentric uh, culture is still alive and going there, you know, so that's top of my list. Um, we had a great time in Greece. Uh, Greece was like, it was beautiful. The food is amazing. And it's a very affordable trip. Yeah. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add those to the list for sure. I've like yeah. got a notebook full of places that one of these days we'll try to get to, you know, when we yeah. can. Um, well, we talked earlier about some things that you have on the horizon and, and the, the cloud kitchen um, that you've been doing. But what are you most excited about as far as what's, what's ahead and what's on the horizon for you? Man, um, I think it'll probably be the, just the different partnerships. Like, you know, I'm really uh, branching out. Like, you know, one of the things that I, I kind of put in the forefront for this year and next year 
Um, I was actually getting ready to open a restaurant like right before the pandemic hit. I was I was a week away from signing my lease and uh, for a new restaurant and like a full on full service brick and mortar restaurant. And I was gonna I wasn't going to do burgers. It was gonna be more upscale. Um, because it's kind of funny is like, you know, for 20 years prior to Kraft Burger, I was in an upscale and fine dining world. I opened a uh, Kraft Burger, I get a food truck and now I'm the burger guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, a, 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 I wanted to get back more into that upscale realm. So I am slowly working my way either through pop-ups, our catering, like all of our catering that we do from Dining with the Tunes is all um, upscale and fine dining. You know, so you're not going to find a burger there or anything like that. Um, so we're just di diversifying uh, what we're doing as far as that. And then just working with other uh, other chefs, um, like doing pop-ups right now. But then like the, um, the partnerships, you know, one of my goals early on was that I've diversified my, my, my skill set. I've learned a lot of different things. And doing partnerships with like uh, Texadelphia, uh, with Schumann Farms, and there's a few more on the horizon um, where I can use my expertise to help make other brands stronger. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, so we're, we're, we're working with um, with that as well. Um, in the cloud kitchen, even that, like I, you know, I started with a Kraft Burger, and that was doing really well. Then I launched Thick Chick, and that has exploded. Like I'm doing more business from Thick Chick than I am uh, with Kraft Burger. Mm. Um, and that came very, very fast. I just thought of it like, Hey, I should do something else here. Cause you, with, with the cloud kitchen, you can, you can launch as many virtual brands as you want in one location, you know what I'm saying? So out of one kitchen using almost the same exact ingredients, I can have several brands. So if you're ready to launch another one next week, that's going to be called pecking order, which is another fried chicken uh, uh, brand that we're going to be launching. So, wow. I mean, I, I can't pick just one baby. I got a lot of them going. And what is Thick Chick? Tell us a little more about that. Thick Chick is a fried chicken concept. It's like uh, Chick-fil-A, but with some soul. Um, uh, don't Google it. You're not going to get fried chicken sandwiches if you Google <laughs> Thick Chick. Uh, oh, going to pop up on the image search, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, it's not gonna be PG, but um, uh, yeah, we're just we're just doing like really good um fried chicken sandwiches. Like I said, you know, fried chicken is what I won with on uh chop, so I lean into that heavy. Um, our Nashville fried chicken sandwich is by far the uh, uh biggest seller on Thick Chick, and that's out of the third ward, right? Yeah, we're in the third ward um at the Blodgett Street uh food hall. Um, and the great thing about that, eventually, they do have a dining in, a dine in section there. So it's not just uh, uh, virtual. Eventually, um, once things get get back to normal, um, people will actually be able to dine in there. Hmm. Awesome! I love it, man. Anything else you got coming up that, that we hadn't covered yet? I'm sure there is, but I can't remember right now. <laughs> <laughs> we covered a lot of ground for sure. Um, yeah. Well. well yeah, one more time, I want to thank you for coming on. Uh, Shannon Toon, again, if you're listening, is at Chef Toon on Instagram. It's at Kraft Burger Food Truck on Instagram. And you can find them on, of course, Facebook as well. And one more time, Shannon, could you just um, let people know about uh, what's going on with Black Restaurant Week and your participation in it? 
So Black Restaurant Week, we're, um, we, we're running some specials for it. Um, uh, we're doing our bacon barbecue burger, uh, order of fries and a drink for 15 bucks. Um, we're also doing a two course where you can get add the uh, chicken fried cheese curds to that meal for 20 bucks. Uh, we're gonna it's gonna go from now um, until next Friday, I believe. And um, we're also gonna throw in a few surprises there and uh, here and there and do some other spe uh, specials during the week. All right, awesome. Well, support uh, go out and support Shannon's business, Craft Burger, if you can. And uh, Black Restaurant Weeks is uh, blackrestaurantweeks.com, I believe, and at Black Restaurant Week on Instagram. Uh, we want to encourage everybody to support um, support the Black-owned businesses um, during this week and, and, and all the time um, as well. But um, Shannon, appreciate you coming on the Scurf Show, man. I know we, we chatted about it. You got a lot going on and excited to share with everybody. And um, now you got me hungry for some burgers and some fried chicken, man. Awesome, man. Thank you. And congrats on the nuptials. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm getting used to wearing a, a, some jewelry here on the left hand, but... Um, been great. We actually were supposed to be getting married this weekend uh, in Belize. I got my wow. uh, shirt for my friends at the Phoenix Belize on right now. But um, uh, but yeah, man, thank you very much. It's been uh, it's been great. I'll have to bring Grace by sometime to to get a burger for sure. Awesome. All right, Shannon, tune everybody. Check them out at Craft Burger. Thanks a lot, Shannon. Take care, man. Thank you. Thank you.